0: Brian Hayes is finally starting to live up to the hype after a hot week. Who is Mariners prospect Emerson Hancock? Join us today as we provide you with the best must add players heading into week 19 on today's action packed episode of locked on fantasy baseball.
1: You are locked on fantasy baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: Hello, Fantasy Baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we are your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at FB. Here, as always, with my brother, my, my partner in crime, my co-host, Matthew Onay. And you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore on if you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify, that allows five-star ratings and reviews. We would truly appreciate it if you do those two things for us. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already hit that little bell below and subscribe to the channel also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, it's that time of year when everyone's getting, you know, all hyped up and excited about football, but you guys need to subscribe to us on the subtext website while everyone else is giving up. You stay locked on with us on subtext and and when you get instant alerts for prospect call-ups, you know, September's coming. Those, you know, big name prospects might get a little cup of coffee, get them on your team before everyone else, injury up updates, and just much, much more than we could offer in this 30-minute podcast. And guys, real quick, today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time Ticket Purchasing app. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase, last minute tickets, and the lowest price is always guaranteed. Locked on fantasy baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team's secret weapon as we provide you with the best must-add players for week 19. And Matt, who do we got up first today, brother?
1: All right, we're going to talk about Mr. Key right, Um, My guy has had a wild week with four runs, three bombs, 10 rips. And batting 381. Now, Hayes is like this guy that just like pretty much gives you blue family-friendly words. Um, <laughs> if you know and, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. And, you know, I always want him to be good. Like, he's like my guilty pleasure, right? But Key Brian just always just does Key Brian things where he, you know, goes on a tear, does this, and then disappears for the rest of the season. It's like a short little window, and then it's just bye bye like. I mean, his numbers on the year are really not that impressive, and the Pirates actually have been good for a chunk of the season, and they look like they're, you know, slowly inching back into, you know, at least catch a little bit of a groove. Nothing special, but, like, when they perform, they perform, and they, they're beating decent teams. So for Hayes not to have the stats to follow the, what the team is trying to do tells me that Hayes isn't a real thing. So for real baseball problem, pre, uh preface this, you know, he's nothing to, you know, scarf at. But for fantasy purposes, right now, he's really hot. Now, next week, he's most likely not going to do something like this. But in that cooling off phase, I'm still willing to take a shot on him. One, he has third base eligibility. So that's key, especially with Jose Ramirez out for the next two games because he just got a suspension today. So the appeal is gone. So what tells you that, hey, I could, you know, at least get somewhat of def- decent average. He might be able to put up a run or two, maybe a rip. Definitely don't see home runs in his future because he's not really a home run guy. I think his career high is what? Um, It would be career high in eight,
0: yeah,
1: eight this year. So I don't foresee a home run this week if I if I was a betting man. But a run and a rib, maybe batting about like two sixty and killing you, you could pick him up just as a replacement for a short term fix. Um, You know, and let's see if he can continue this hot streak. Great, but it sounds like right now he's having like a career year. Funny enough. But, I mean, it is what it is, what his career – with his, uh, you know, yearly stats. I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time on him. You know, it is what it is. Key Brian Hayes is who he is and just, you know, ride it until it dies.
0: Yeah, Matt's a strong take on Key Brian. I'm not far off. I think I believe in him maybe just a smidge more than you might. But we're pretty much on the same page. 26 years old, this kid just kind of been constantly, you know, a flanges guy, as my brother Matt would say. This year he had back problems. Uh, last year back problems again, so uh, wrist issue in 21. Uh, you know, he's just really been banged up for his whole major league career. Maybe, maybe he's starting to finally get healthy and he's hitting the stride a little bit at, at um, 48% owned for key Brian Hayes. Wow. That's a lot higher than I really thought he was owned at this point. I thought maybe he was a little bit of a sneakier ad than that. But 48% actually sounds kind of right. If you're struggling at third base, you need someone that offers, you know, a little bit of speed, maybe a little bit of hopefully that batting average creep up a little bit. He was always a good batting average player in the minors. So, you know, speed, maybe a little bit of runs, maybe a little bit of batting average. Maybe I'm being wishful thinking here with Hayes. But, you know, 48% owned, third base eligible, Key Brian Hayes. Maybe he's finally living up to the hype. Who knows? Maybe more of a next year type of guy with Key Brian Hayes. Let's move on to somebody, you know, that um, we've talked about before on this podcast, and I'm actually a uh, you know, pretty big fan of, and it's Zach Geloff of the Oakland Athletics. And the thing with Geloff is, you know, the batting average hasn't really, like, started to, you know, like, come up, come around yet as much as I would have liked it to. But with um with Geloff here, you know, he currently has 16 runs, 6 homers, 11 RBIs, 6 steals, 253 batting average, In 91 at-bats on the year so far. And I honestly think there's a lot of upside there. He was very, very good in the minors. He actually hit two home runs today, as we're talking about. It went four for five on the day. So I really think, you know, this is a guy you want to go out there and take a look at. He's got power. He's got speed. Very good minor league track record. Only 25% owned on Yahoo at the moment. So with um, Geloff, honestly, like him over Hayes. He might be the number one bat in my eye so far, you know, this week. But, honestly, yeah, I, yeah, I think out of everyone we're going to talk about, I think I do like Gelof the most. You should give him a chance on your fantasy teams. That's really all I got for Geloff.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I like Gelof. Um, I like to call him, you know, G-off because he's getting something right. Um, You know what I'm saying? Hopefully he's getting something for us. But, um, you know, let's see what happens. I like the upside. Uh, don't like the team. Don't like the home ballpark. Yeah. But, you know, the power might be real. So, I mean, it is what it is. Let's find out what a career, career high in 2022 at 18 home runs. Let's see what happens. But let's move on. Let's talk about Mr. Josh Bell. Uh, Josh Bell has gotten, came over from Cleveland to the Miami Marlins, like the ad, Um, you know, way to go. Um, Had a nice little week. Three runs, three bombs, five ribs, 292 average. Like, you know, that's great, you know. Even the last two weeks, seven runs, four bombs, eight ribs, 277. You know, he's doing his thing there since he's gotten to the Miami this year with, you know, 43 at-bats, 10 games, honestly, with Miami Marlins. It's it's a nice little start there. I like it. Since he's been on the Miami Marlins, he's had the three oh eight batting average. Putting up the numbers, I like it. Um, long-term value, there really isn't much. But, I mean, it is what it is. We'll see how long it takes. Dom may disagree with his look on his face. Yeah. I'm just not – I'm just not really a Josh Bell guy. You know what I'm saying? But first base, you know, I'll take it this year, 40% owned Uh, with Josh Bell. You know, you're going to get what you're going to get with him. He he can provide a lot of power if he's on this year. Looks like he may be with 15 home runs already. Um, He had 17 last year. So he's on a better pace. So we'll see what happens. And that was through 552 at bats. He's only at 386. So who knows? Maybe Josh Bell can, you know, get himself up to 25 home runs and that would be a nice start. But I could see the batting average hitting a plummeting from that point because on the year he's hitting about 241, so maybe he's selling out for power. We shall see. It's a little hard to get the ball over to the fence in Miami versus Cleveland, so it is what it is with Josh Bell.
0: Yeah, Matt, that's a perfect take. I'm just going to add my two cents here is that, yeah, he's good for a little bit of power he's hitting second in that lineup not a great lineup but jazz is back you know so it's a little bit you know juicier than it normally is 40 percent owned for Josh Bell you could definitely do worse one thing that i might disagree matt on is the batting average uh, Josh Bell's a career 260 hitter so i think there actually might be a little bit of room for improvement so this might be that that um hot streak that Bell gets you know towards his career norms with but you know what go and add Josh Bell not a bad at a 40 percent owned but before i move on here guys, have a great sponsor to talk to you about, and it's game time. Have you ever tried to buy tickets to see your favorite artist or sports team and wound up being stressed out by how much of a hassle it can be? Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why you need to check out the GameTime app. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Using the Game Time app is super rewarding with flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Images and views of the seats you'll be sitting in. Lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection. I mean, there's a reason why it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last-minute tickets, and the lowest price is always guaranteed. And dear everydayers and new listeners, we have an incredible opportunity for you to support the show and enjoy some fantastic perks along the way. Introducing our Diamond Club on the subtext website. By becoming a member, you not only contribute to the show's success, but also gain access to exclusive benefits. You get your hands-on waiver-wire rankings, call-up alerts, injury updates, instant reactions, and enjoy direct access to us for all of your burning fantasy baseball questions. Plus, you can try it out completely free for 14 days. Your support means the world to Matt and I, and we can't wait to connect with you on this exciting journey. Join us on the Diamond Club on the subtext website today and let us take your fantasy baseball experience to new heights. And guys, I've been saying it and we're getting really close now. If you already subscribed, subscribe to us on Subtext or you subscribe before September 1st, you go into a lottery and a drawing to get you know a shot at joining us in our listener league for next year. Come and play with the pros. Show us what you got. You can throw a beat in Matt and I's way if you think you can and it's just a really fun opportunity. We're going to have a lot of, you know, we're going to have like a prize for, you know, whoever comes to the first place and just a lot of fun trash talk, you know, to come play with us. And it's going to be great. But uh, Matt, as always, a lot of talking from me, brother. You want to grab this next guy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on. here. Let's talk about Mitch Garver. Now, Mitch Garver is an interesting one. Um, he had a really great week. Um, I think this is the last week that he'd be, he flat out is relevant. Um, uh, Jonah uh, Hyman Jonah is... Heim. Heim got, a, I don't know why I said Heim, um, got activated today, Um, which is Sunday for us, Monday for you guys, so yesterday for you. Uh, so Garver's about to lose all relevancy, but I think they might, you know, give give him a few days rest this week where Garver's going to be able to slide in and kind of get a little break. So you might be able to get a little bit of this hot tail that Garver's had, because this week is pretty nice, especially out of the catcher's position, right? two runs, a bomb, seven ribs, batting 348. So even if Garver gets a little spot start and you could supplement him in for the days that I think Haim is going to get the breaks this week, um, you know, it'll be nice to at least have his counterpart that's going to play in his place with Garver being, you know, fantasy relevant this week. But after this week, I think he's a he's a burn and turn pretty, pretty much. So he's a 15% owned. So if you have Haim and you think, okay, like, shoot, I don't want to have a guy that's probably going to have you know, two days of rest this week on top of having an off day. Let me pick up Garver to play in his place this week. But other than that, after this week, but by Garver.
0: See, man, that's where I disagree with you. I think uh I think Garver's just gonna I think his value's gonna go up. I think he's just gonna DH for them. They lost uh Josh Young. They don't really have anyone else that really fits that DH mold. I think Garver may get see one or two days a week off just because he's a little bit older and he's been injured for most of his career, but they don't really have anyone else that really fits that. That DH spot. So I think Garver's is going to take it over. And I think it's going to be easy for him. He's not going to, you know, get that injury. You know, he's not going to have as much chance to get hurt. He's got a lot of power in that bat. He's hitting in one of the best lineups in all of baseball. Uh, his lineup spot might move down. Cause it looks like he's been hitting fifth pretty consistently of late. So he might move down a little bit in that lineup, but I still think it's great for, you know, Mitch Garver, 15% owned. You can, a guy that's playing DH pretty often at your catcher spot. I think you're going to make out big there. He's plus batting average so far in the year, 282, plus homers. Guy hits light tower power at 30 RBIs to 156 at-bats. I think Mitch Garver is a sneaky, sneaky good ad, And, you know, you, you catch some people lacking with that one.
1: You know, Go ahead, I, like on- I like that. I like that because I just looked up the depth chart and where they're going to have him slotted in. So he's going to be hitting five. So I actually didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, I forgot about the young injury. I just figured they would have replaced him for somebody more consistent giving him the opportunity to take rest days being that he is injury prone and they do need him at the catcher position still. And I figured they would have done it, especially with Haim being injury prone so far. So, and coming off the injury, but who knows? I mean, Hey, I mean, this would be great if they slot him in at five, we shall see what happens, but go ahead move on.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really it on Garver. Like I said, I just, I truly think they don't have anybody else at this point unless they, you know, call one of these young guns up. They have a few Ooh, pretty Carter. good young bats. Yeah, you know, Evan Carter and other guys might get that September call up. But, guys, until then, just ride out Mitch Garver. What's the worst-case scenario that you have to drop him because he's not playing consistently anymore? But you know what? While he's in there, the guy's been on fire this year. You know, a little comeback season for Mitch Garver after dealing with injuries, you know, the past, like, like three, three years in a row. So you know what? Got him, get him in your lineups for now. Let's move on to another guy that's just oh my god! He's been I feel like he's been the biggest tease of the fantasy baseball season this year, and it's Spencer Torkelson. The guy just he gets red hot for like three or four games. He makes you want to believe again. You know, former top prospect and it was a top five prospect a few years back, and he, then he just goes cold for five games, and it's just been on and off, on and off. Uh, on August 12th, he went four for four with a homer. On August 9th, he went two for four with three runs, two homers, two RBIs. On August 6th, he went two for three with two runs. And in between all of those games, 0 for four, 0 for four, 0 for three, 0 for three, and then 0 for three today with a run and an RBI. I mean, in deeper leagues, you know, he's still, Storkelson's 26% owned. So, you know, like, and I guess it's kind of late in the season this point, but if you're still trying to replace uh, Pass Montino, or, you know, your first basis has just been abysmal in one of those, like, 15-man leagues. Uh, Torkelson's only 26% owned. He's providing you pop. You know, he's got 18 homers on the year through 436 games. he got 62 RBIs. He's got 57 runs, which isn't horrible on that Tigers team. He's been hitting, you know, fourth, fifth. So, and even third on occasion, too, it looks like. So, a guy that's hitting in the top of the lineup that's got power, you really can't go too wrong with him, but he's definitely not going to help you in batting average as he's hitting two twenty-nine on the year. This is a guy next year that I kind of want to see how things turn out for him. Of course, with Torkelson, you know how many years he's been in the league at this point. I think this is his second full year, if I remember I correctly. I'll tell um, you in a second. How many, how many games did he get in last year? He got 110 games in last year, so that's not really like, you know, nothing Two to years in the mind. majors. Yeah. It's nothing to shake your head at with 110 last year, 115 so far this year. Uh at 23 this year, 24 next year. It's not make or break time yet, but it's going to be interesting to see how Torkelson ends up next year.
1: I like that take, Dom. Um especially Thanks. for that neck that next year flow, like quite honestly. Like so Torkelson, prior to what I can see here in the minors, um my guy just could hit like 260, 270 if really Put his mind to it. In he figures it out. Yeah, if he figures it out. Now, here's the thing: like Torkelson may be like a this year play for like the short term, but like if you're in a keeper league, um he may be somebody you want to add because he may be the breakout one of our breakout picks for next year that we're talking about. One of the guys we could see taking that next step, that third year in the bigs, like Wander Franco, like Vladimir Guerrero Jr like other players when they reach year three as a batter, that was a high end top prospect that just, it took a little bit of time. Torque could maybe turn the torque up and, you know, step on the gas and go off next year. So I like where Torkelson's upside could be for next year. So he's possibly an ad, but you know, let's move on. Um, Let's talk about Mr. Ranger Suarez. Uh Ranger Suarez. It's weird. I like Ranger. He came into this year. Hurt has been back. Hasn't been too impressive at all. honestly, You know, some of his starts are like, wow, look at him. And then, you know, the other starts are just like, oh, my God, he's getting blown up again. But, you know, over his last three starts, he's been very, very serviceable. Minnesota, Washington, Miami, you know, these aren't like wonderful teams. I mean, Minnesota is leading their division right now. Don't get me wrong. 8K is a 284 ERA through six, but a high whip at 142. Um, But Washington, I mean, they're Washington. It is what it is. And then Miami, I mean, again, is what it is. But. Here's the thing about Ranger Suarez. Once he starts getting moving and grooving, I think that Ranger Suarez should be and can be very fantasy relevant for you. I mean, right now he has a, what, 396 ERA, um, but he's a career 330 ERA. He knows how to suppress runs. He's very serviceable. I mean, his FIP is not too off from his ERA, which is fielding independent pitching, which is a predictive stat. But I think this is going to come down. He's going to start returning to the mean. He has a bunch of games that are going to be more fantasy relevant especially as we head into the playoff season where this, you know, the season pretty much gets to reset in about three weeks and it's just everybody's fighting for their life to go get that championship. So Rangers Suarez right now, I think has a lot of juicy matchups coming up too, because I mean, quite honestly, actually it's funny. So you look at, um you look at schedules, right? And you're like, Oh my God, like everybody had such tough seasons, tough schedules coming up or really, you know, juicy, easy, uh, schedules um you know going into the season and whereas the phillies i believe had a much harder schedule to start the season for the whole first half but come the rest of august and september it's actually really nice so they have the blue jays they have the nationals they have the giants the cardinals the angels right and that's the rest of august september because there's going to be some division games don't get me wrong but the brewers have been like okay Padres have been like I don't know if they decide to play or not if they decide to just give up like you know who knows they're they're not like a, a matchup I'm afraid to roll a pitcher out against the Marlins who if they're going to be out of the out of the um, wild card race by then this is in September the playoff weeks you know I kind of would roll them out against that and plus I mean if Jazz Chisholm is hurt I'm really not scared which likelihood of that is his flange is giving out on him absolutely And then, I mean, the only really tough matchup I see is the Braves. Um, And that's during the, you know, sorry, um, during the, um, you know, second week of the playoffs. But the championship week is the Cardinals. Cardinals. So I really do like what it is. Um, My phone is not playing nice. So long story short, Ranger Squares actually has a little bit of longevity in terms of how far I'm willing to roll him out. And he actually may be a future play that could be very beneficial during the playoff week. But uh, that's enough on Ranger Suarez. I know I went off on him on somebody that probably shouldn't have went three minutes on. Um, And before we move on to finish up the rest of these names and these pitchers, and we're talking about a Baltimore pitcher and (laughs) another pitcher that's been on the IR for a bit and a prospect that just got called up, we have a break for you and just give us a moment. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. All right, Dom, I did a lot of talking. Go ahead for him.
0: Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I am i don't really have much head on Ranger Suarez besides Matt. Great take, and it's a matchup play for me with Ranger Suarez. I'm not throwing him out there reliably against anybody, but his next two matchups, as you were kind of saying, are the Nationals and the Cardinals. I'll throw him out there against both of those. If he gets rocked on both of those, then all right, see you next Tuesday. After that, you know, I mean um, – If he's good, then you ride the wave with Ranger Suarez. He finished out the year two years ago very, very strong. He has the capability of doing that. So, you know, uh, at 34% owned for Suarez, probably do a lot worse at the time. Let's move on to somebody else that I'm surprised is still this slowly, you know, owned. And it's Grayson Rodriguez. I feel like we talked about Grayson before he got the call, when he got the call. It's only 53% owned. I figured he'd be up around like 70 at this point. But maybe people see the year-long numbers and they're a little bit scared away. But Grayson Rodriguez, last four starts, he's been pretty good. Um, he I mean the results have been great at two wins, two losses, but you know the pitching results have been pretty good. 266 ERA, 271 FIP. Batters are hitting 175 against him, 23 innings, 20 strikeouts, uh right on a one nine, I mean a oh nine nine whip. He's just been pretty good, you know. And he's done it against some pretty decent teams. You know, I mean Tampa has slowed down, but he pitched against Tampa, he pitched against Toronto, he pitched against the Yankees. I uh, pitched against Houston in the last one. He was pretty good. I mean, he hasn't been great, but he's been good. And these are like stepping stones. This kid can go out the rest of the year and just finish out the year, like one big 11, 10 strikeout game. And, you know, then that, that mindset is back. Okay. This guy is, well, there was reason he was number one pitching prospect for the last couple of years. He gets San Diego on the 14th. I'm throwing him out there in that one. San Diego, as Matt mentioned earlier, has been just a kind of mediocre team this year, hasn't been really great, you know. So, I think that's a matchup that Grayson will be pretty decent in. So, with Grayson, he's got to get up there, man. He should be at least at my eyes like 70 75 owned.
1: No, I love, I love Grayson, I love his upside. Um, why does my phone hate me? Um, but anyway, <laughs> Grayson has a lot of upside just in general. Um, the kid's great, but um, let's move on here. Um, because I'm going to talk about pretty much another Baltimore pitcher here, and that's John Means coming off the TJ is um, going to need multiple rehab starts before he actually makes makes it back to the roster and the rotation. But here's the thing, and this is going to be the same aspect of Grayson Rodriguez. See, we're about three weeks out from the playoffs, so I'm going to start thinking about down the line of future, right? Who can I add to my team that's not only going to be good for now, but who's who I can add that's going to be beneficial during those playoff weeks, right? So here's their schedule for September, and the schedule is actually decent. So... September alone, Diamondbacks to start them up. That's going to be a little rough. But then you got the Angels, which really don't scare me outside of Otani, unless Trout's back. But even then, he's still going to be a little rusty. You got the Red Sox, who aren't scaring anybody anymore. The Cardinals, the Rays, who have completely fallen off a cliff. Um, And then by that time, by the time you're even caring, I mean, you got Astros for a short period. It is what it is. And the Cleveland Guardians, who really got nobody besides Jose Ramirez. And then the Washington Nationals and the Red Sox, like these are great schedules that, you know, John means is going to walk into and be successful. They're setting him up for success and trying to make that playoff push. So they're going to want to roll him out there to get, to get some strength going into the playoffs for themselves. So John means is going to have the opportunity and probably a little bit of a long leash. So I like the fact of where he can be and what kind of fantasy value has for the next, for when he comes back, he's more of a stash guy, but I like what he's going to bring for you during the playoffs.
0: Yeah, Matt, great take on means. He's already had one of those, you know, multiple um rehab outings that he needs. Pitched two innings, gave up one hit, struck out two. So, I mean, looks pretty good his first time out there. Obviously he needs to build up to about, you know, five innings minimum, you know, I'd say 60, 70 pitches, you know, before he winds up getting that call back. But I think Baltimore wants him back in that lineup. John Means, you know, showed us all what his, you know, upside is back in 2021, where he had 26 starts, a 362 ERA, 146 innings, 134 strikeouts with a 103 whip. So, John means, you know, has a lot of upside. I think he kind of just, you know, then now is the time to stash. Now, at 9% owned, once they announce that he's going to come back, if people remember who this guy is and what he did, um, that 9% is going to jump all the way up to 30, 40%. And in those leagues where you really need him, stash him now. Now let's move on. Let's talk about uh, Emerson Hancock. You know, Emerson Hancock was somebody that got the call. I didn't really think that they were going to give him the call, but he's a big baseball boy at six foot four, two 213 pounds. He wasn't really dominating in the minors this year at all. You know, he had 11 wins, 5 losses, but that really wasn't due to how good he was pitching because he had a 432 ERA across 20 starts, 98 innings, 107 strikeouts, and a 1-2-3 whip. This is a guy at 24 years old, Emerson Hancock, that I think needs a little bit more fine-tuning down in the minors before, you know, he's officially a full-time member of this rotation. But I guess see where the thing goes. You know, he looked good in his first start, went five innings, got three strikeouts, gave up a run, had a one whip. He goes up against KC on the 15th. I mean, I'll throw him out in that matchup. You know, KC's been a little bit better of late, but they're four and six in their last 10. If he can navigate around Witt and MJ, and I mean, Salvador Perez had a, decent week with a couple of good games but other than that and uh Garcia I think Garcia got hurt today too but Garcia's been pretty good if he could work his way around those guys should be a decent start you know um on the whole uh Kansas City hasn't really been good against righties on the year so Emerson Hancock somebody could throw out there I think this week and just ride the wave at 11 percent only
1: I mean I don't really feel comfortable rolling anybody out against Kansas City right now they're very volatile so like for me Not a fan of Hancock to begin with. Um, I could see why it could be something of a draw. But for me, I'm not really feeling it right now. He's definitely like a a speculative ad. Like I'd rather add him, let him have a really good game on my bench versus blowing up my lineup. And then kind of seeing what the next matchup looks like. Uh, But right now, I mean, as we're trying to either fight for a playoff spot or maintain first or trying to take first place to get the bye or second to get a bye... Emerson Hancock is not somebody I'm willing to roll out against Kansas City, for instance. He'll be in more of a matchup base, but he's definitely worth a speculative ad, even though I don't really feel all that comfortable with him. Let's move on. Let's get this last guy out of the way and let's call it a day here. Let's talk about Jose Quintana. Um, he has been really great the last couple starts. Um Atlanta held him down, four K's, six innings, a one five ERA, put a .117 whip. Um, then Baltimore, another great team. Uh six K's, six innings, three. Three uh, three ERA with a one three three whip, a little high, but whatever. Um Kansas City hit him around a little bit. Speaking of the devil, four ERA. Um through six and a half, six and a half innings, a one-two whip. Um he's been serviceable. I mean, even the Yankees, he was able to handle a little bit. Five K's, six innings, uh three three ERA. Like Quintana's been good. He's going up against St. Louis on his next start on Thursday. So you know, Quintana, I, de- I think I can roll him out against them. They really haven't shown me anything other than Goldie. And if, you know, Jonathan Walker can wake up, which right now, I mean, this is where I'm at. Jonathan Walker? Yeah, that's what I said. I <laughs> said Jonathan. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was drinking a little bit today. I'm coming down. Um, But Jordan Walker, I feel like if he can wake up, yeah, he'll be special. But I don't foresee that anytime soon. It may be a little bit longer before he gets it going. So Quintana, I think I feel very comfortable rolling out and, you know, producing for my team. So that's Jose
0: Quintana. Yeah, Matt, a good take on Quintana. Quintana's a guy that, you know, is pretty solid in suppressing runs. He, you know, is uh, not really a K guy either. But, you know, uh, he's not really a K or a whip guy either. But, you know what? The Mets are decent. No, actually not a decent team. I I can't even say that. Yankees suck too. You know, it's uh, New York teams have not been good on the year. But I think at least Quintana can suppress runs. He's, you know, probably low man on the totem, you know, out of all the guys that we've talked about today. But, you know, gets a little revenge game against St. Louis. I think it'll be a decent start for him. Kind of like Hancock. I play the matchups ride the wave with Quintana. On the year, you know, 303 RRA, one two eight whip, 29 innings, 20 Ks. Just kind of see what thing goes. He's 16% owned on Yahoo. And that's really about it. But, Matt, unless you got anything else for the fans, I think we're calling it a day. So, guys, that is all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, shout out to our everyday new listeners, making Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your first listen each and every day. We'll be back tomorrow. I think we're doing uh, stashes for your IL and your watch list. So, until then, guys, see you.
1: Peace.